Welcome back into the program, everybody. Good morning. Coming to you from my home this morning as I'm uh, still dealing with COVID-19. Feeling a, a heck of a lot better, though, and I should be back in the studio soon. Steve Pelliquin over there in the Roofing, Louisiana, ESPN 1420 studio producing and on the phone line with us right now. Rage Cajun head football coach Billy Napier, the 11th ranked, excuse me, the 17th ranked Rage Cajuns will take on the 11th ranked Coastal Carolina Chanticleers in 12 days. Uh, but in the meantime, we got plenty to chat about. Good morning, Billy. How you feeling? I'm doing great, Scott. How about you, man? Steve, I'm uh, I'm not hearing him. You there? There we go. I got you, coach. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing great, Scott. How about you, man? I hope you're feeling better. I am, man. You know, I uh, kind of like you, just, uh, you know, isolating from this thing for a bit and uh, look forward to being able to to get back to working, uh, not in isolation. I know it was it was a long wait for you as well, but once you can kind of, I guess, personally put it behind you, it's, it's um, you know, you still got to deal with it in other aspects of life, but it's, I guess there's something nice to uh, to obviously to not getting it, but once you can get past it, there's a, a nice feeling of not having that hanging over you. No doubt, man. I hope you get to feeling better. Well, I appreciate it, man. Um, I uh, how are you guys feeling coming off of a win against the team that you know it feels like you guys have played a hundred times here the last couple of years, but. To, uh, to, to, quote, get that monkey off your back, if you will, just beating App State. Uh, does it feel a little different when you get a win over them versus, say, you know, another conference game? Is there a little bit of a different feeling Friday night? Well, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, you know, I, I was really proud of the kids, and certainly I thought the staff did a great job. You know, we showed a lot of resolve in that game Um a lot of ups and downs, a difficult place to play, uh, and certainly some unusual um, conditions and a lot of different situations within the game. So got a special group of kids, you know, to come back for the sixth time this year. Um, very pleased with um, the toughness that this group has shown over time, and I think that's going to help us going forward. We're going to need every bit of it. You know, you, you having been a former player and a coach as long as you have, where were those conditions the worst that you've you've been a part of in a game? Where they because it's just watching from afar on TV, you kind you see the rain, you know it's cold, but as you told us Friday night, you really had to be here to get a grasp of just how bad. They were. Yeah, I think the combination of the the cold, the rain, and the wind. Um, and given the fact that it rained consistently, um, you know, outside of the second quarter, it was raining the entire game and the entire pregame. So uh, second half was tough. You know, the wind really picked up. Um, it was right to left most of the second half. Um, we were fine win in the fourth quarter, and I think that helped us. Uh, but in general, tough conditions and uh, required some you know, gamesmanship, um, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Coach Billy Napier, our guest. I I, I reached out to a um, an old neighbor of mine who was a long snapper for UL um, back in, you know, it, it was you know, shoot, 17, 18 years ago. But I wanted his perspective because, um, you know, Paul Boudreaux's, uh, you know, he's a great kid. He's been on the show before. 
and he'd never had, by my estimate, a bad snap before. To have the night he had, I was, you know, I asked, I asked the this former long snapper, you know, do you think it's ships? Do you think it's conditions? And he, he said it's hard to explain for someone that doesn't long snap, but the conditions, if you've never played in them before, can just have such a big impact on it. So um, overall, on that aspect of it, and just. I I know that you guys were expecting Paul to be fine moving forward, but how much of that do you think was just specifically the conditions more than anything else on on Friday night? Well, I think the maybe the conditions affected his fundamentals and techniques. You know, uh, when we go back and look at it, you know, he's all hands. He needs to be more synchronized using his entire body. You know, his hips are up early. Um, and the release was early. So, you know, that's the result. You get a high snap. So I think the good thing for Paul is he can watch the film and see the things that he can fix. Um, and you never know why maybe he uh, had those issues. Some of it is the conditions, and then I think some of it may uh, be the, the fundamentals. So a big thing here is, you know, I'm I'm excited that we found a way to win the game. Oh, man, Paul's not going to have to live with that. Um you know, I think this has been as good of an example um, amongst our players and on our team in terms of work ethic, detail, pride in their role, uh, really been lights out, you know, his entire career here. Two years with us being the long snapper and done an outstanding job. So, um, you know, I called some bad plays. Um, you know, I think Coach Tony, Coach Disher, Every player that played, everybody that had to make a decision Saturday night that wasn't perfect, um, certainly being a specialist is a little bit different scenario because it's fourth down. You know, you don't get a second or third down um, opportunity. So Paul is going to be great going forward. Um, I've never been a part of a game where we had that dynamic, but, um, you know, we're we're excited to find a way to win, and I think it's a testament to the team as a whole uh, to battle their way through that and find a way to get it done. Rage Cajun head football coach Billy Napier of the 17th-ranked Louisiana Rage and Cajuns. A few more questions, Coach, just in regards to you specifically. Uh, there was a moment where um, you were as heated as I've seen you in a game um, timeout was called, and it, it just from afar, it seemed very much like you were saying, I, I didn't call a timeout. You didn't hear me call a timeout. Take us back to that situation. What were you told by the officials? Well, it was just a um, two-point play as the play clock was winding down. Um, felt like they moved the ball um, a little bit late, didn't give us a full 25-second clock there. And then the clock was approaching zero uh, as we had a guy going in motion to snap the play. Now, we got the play off in time, uh, so we didn't need to call timeout. But I think that, um, you know, it was a little bit of miscommunication uh, between our staff and the official. Um, I can totally understand uh, where they were coming from, but you know, those things happen. Uh, those guys got a hard job. And, um, you know, sometimes they mis- they make mistakes too. Uh, but in general, I think um, it ended up working out as the game unfolded. I think that, um, 
those guys that we've had that crew many times, they always do a really good job. I like the way they call the game. Typically they let us play. Um, so, you know, in game, you know, I think we're all competitors and we all, um, understand the value of a timeout in particular in the second half. And that, that was my biggest concern there is that we were going to uh, lose a timeout in a critical game where we may need it down the stretch. Speaking of, of timeout usage late in the game, um, on the on the third and two before the, the play before the intentional safety, um, I know you guys call the pass play, you know, like what you saw on the field. Did it didn't work out? But what, do you do you talk to Levi before that play and say, listen, you know, if you have to take the sack or don't run out of bounds, just the throwing it away and that app gets to keep that timeout. Is that something that's discussed before that play? Well, you know, when a touchdown is going to beat you uh, either way, I think our philosophy in general in the past has always been, and I've worked for some really good people, and it's always the approach we've taken is to try to win the game on third down. Um, I do think what you're saying there is accurate. You know, we can coach better in that situation, just going back, quality controlling the game. There's no doubt that you could uh, tell Levi, you know, hey, on the rollout here, if your first, second, or third option, if you can't run it, you know, instead of throwing it away, uh, go down there and let's make them burn the last time out. So I do think we can coach better in that situation, in particular on third down there. You know, the the decision on the intentional safety, Coach, I, the amount of text and comments and you know, I know some folks, some were confounded. Others said, "Look, I, I totally get it." You know, um, it, I, I, I'll, I'll say this: the response that I've seen from many has been basically, in their mind, it's always sort of best case scenario is going to happen. If that makes sense, it's well, if you, if Levi pooches it, or if if you try to get the snap down, or if it's a bad snap again, you can kick it out. It's a safety anyway. But it's it's kind of and maybe that last one isn't isn't best case scenario, but it's all best case scenario. But you know, you 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 explain it to us a little bit after the game. But in your mind, the way the the conditions and, and the game that Paul Boudreaux was having, it really wasn't a difficult decision for you. Is that right? Well, I, I think um, you know, just me evaluating the situation. You know, after you you know a couple of days later, you got time to reflect on it. The perfect call there would be um, to appear like you're going to go for it and then um, quick kick it with the quarterback, right? But that's not something that we had prepared, um, you know, for that game. And there's lots of reasons why, if that makes sense, that we probably don't need to discuss here. But uh, I think in the game there, I wasn't going to put the snapper and the punter back on the field, you know. Um I think that we were a little bit too far away from the end zone um, to maybe risk that because if you if the ball is not in the end zone, you cannot kick it out of the back. Okay, does that make sense? You know, if you yeah. if you kick it out of the back and it's in the field of play, then they get the they get the ball where you kick the ball. So, right. um, you know, I think where the ball was at, a bad snap would have been uh, really. Um, not a, a good result for the Cajuns. So 
I think the big thing there is we, we were playing really good defense. Uh, they were going to have to play offense in the conditions, against the wind, uh, in the pouring rain. Um, and really, both teams had struggled to throw the ball effectively at that point in time. So uh, we did what we thought was in the best interest of the team. And I think the context of the game uh, as a whole um, – strengths, weaknesses of both teams. I think we've made the right decision we had prepared for the game. So, you know, I get it. There's going to be criticism that comes with it, especially if you just pull up the situation and you don't understand the complete context of the game. But, um, you know, I, I think um got to give our defense some credit. You know, we found ways to get stops, um, and we did affect the final field goal of the game with a good rush. Um and the Cajuns win. So that's right. I think uh, it's a tough decision, one that comes with my job. Um, you know, every week, I think that when we look back at games, there's lots of things that I could do better as a coach. This game is no different. Um, there's lots of things that we can do better, and, and I think that's part of coaching. So um, I think that it's a, something that I'm going to learn from. It's something our staff and our team can learn from for, going forward. Billy Napier, Raging Cajun head football coach, our guest here on the Great Scott Show, ESPN fourteen twenty. I'm Scott Brather. Um, you know, is it fair to say, Coach, that if your defense had not played the game that they had to that point, you, you know, if if the offenses had been able to move a little bit more in those conditions, and your defense hadn't played as well as they had, are the odds that you go for it a bit a, a bit higher there than? Because I, you, you like you're, you're you're trusting your defense in a big way there, uh, and and it worked out. They they got the job done. You won the game. But had they not been playing as well as they were, do you probably go for it there? Well, we we don't have to answer that question because that you know that's a hypothetical situation. So sure, we we did, we made a decision in the best interest of the team, like we always do. Um, you know and. and we don't. We that's not how the game went. So that's not the decision we had to make. So, um, you know, we made the decision in the context of the game in the best interest of the team, and that's what we do each and every time we play. You know, my my comment was more just about the defense and the job they did. You know, I I talked to you about Charles right. now, and that after the game. If you want to talk about that, we can talk about that. You know, that that's sure, a good yeah. thing to talk about. Um, you know, they, you know, I uh, think they were the defense ahead, was lights out. You know, I think Coach Tony has done a terrific job of leading our defense. We've got great leadership uh, at the player level. Uh, we've got a lot of guys that take a lot of pride in their role. We play a lot of players. Um, I think our staff as a whole uh, did an outstanding job. You know, we really, some of the things that um, in the past against App State have cost us games. Um, they were focal points, and we did them really well. You know, we neutralized uh, the running game as a whole. Um, we made the critical plays on the ball when the quarterback gave us opportunities to do that. We got three takeaways. And really outside of one play, we kept the quarterback in the pocket and were able to contain him. So a couple critical red zone stops, forced field goals, Overall, good team defense, you know, and there's no question that that was at the top of the list when you start talking about 
why we were able to win the game uh, Friday night. Rich Cajun head coach Billy Napier, our guest, ESPN1420.com. Um, the final kick, uh, a couple of listeners were asking me to um, ask you about this, the missed kick by App State. Uh, they've gone back and watched and aren't sure if possibly uh, Taylor Humphrey got his finger on the ball. They looked at it in super slow motion. Have y'all gotten to see tape of that? Do you know if he got a finger on the on the ball? You know, there there is a consensus out there that maybe he did. We're not quite sure. Um, I do think that the win was a major factor. You know, I don't know. I don't know that he him touching the ball actually affected the the kick. I do think the wind uh, affected the kick, the the snap, the hold, the the kick, the entire operation. So uh, we we did a nice job on the rush. I thought I thought all the players gave good effort. We were aligned correctly. Um, we we did dent them pretty good there in the core and on the edge. Uh, so in general, I do think the rush was well executed. Uh, and maybe it affected the kick, maybe it didn't. But I, kn- I know earlier in the game we got a piece of one. Um, and I, I think that's a good indicator. You know, we always talk about evaluating the rush team, and that's a good reflection of your entire team. The effort and the detail that you get on that team, I think, is a reflection of the attention to detail from your players and staff. Louisiana gets the win against App State 24-21. to 21. Uh, 12 days they'll play for a conference championship against Coastal Carolina, who uh, is ranked 11th in the country. Um, speaking of, uh, of Carolina's coach, reports out there that uh, you, you interviewed with South Carolina. I know you released a statement uh, Saturday night about moving forward with Louisiana and the culture uh, being real. Can you confirm, was there an interview with South Carolina on Saturday? Well, I, I think my statement, you know, pretty much sums it up. You know, I think, um, you know, I, I think any time that a uh, staff member um, or myself, you know, gets recognition out there or is a candidate for another job, um, I think is a reflection of our entire organization. Um, you know, with success comes some of these type of op- opportunities and coverage and media attention. Um, and I think the big thing for me is I want to make sure people understand that that's a reflection of our team and our staff and our players. We've got a lot of people that work hard every day around here. We've been here in, in year three. Um, everything matters. You know, it all adds up. Uh, and certainly to be at this point where we're at. Um, I think is a sign, you know, our plan's working. We've made great progress. We're extremely proud of the players and staff. Um, up until this point, we're going to continue to try to uh, have a program that gets that type of recognition. Well, I know you're, you're always one to, um, to give credit across the board, which is, which is awesome. Um, and, Having interest from another school um, definitely had, you know, a lot of folks interest around the country and certainly in this area. And it's from a state where you you got a lot of history. Um, My final question specifically about that is, was there can you confirm if an offer was made or or are you just going to kind of just move forward? Yeah, we're moving forward with Louisiana. 
did your does you do you talk to your team about it all? Is it all just in the statement and, and getting back to work? Yeah, we're 12 days away from a conference championship game against the number 11 ranked team in the country, Coastal Carolina, and uh, we're moving forward with Louisiana. Speaking of Coastal Coach Billy Napier, our guest, did you get a chance at all to see that game on Saturday? That was uh, highly entertaining, but really, really strong and good for the conference as well, their win over BYU. Yeah, I thought it was a great game. Um, you know, a lot of credit to Coach Chadwell and Coastal Carolina and really BYU. You know, I think um, I got a lot of respect for those guys as competitors to put that game together and, you know, really 24 hours to come to an agreement for BYU to travel. Um, I thought Coastal played a, a really good game, BYU as well. You know, so two really good teams, uh, a lot of good players and two well-coached teams. So I thought it was a heck of a game uh, and certainly great for our league, you know, for, for teams to continue to have success in these crossover games, um, you know, whether that's against other group of five teams uh, from other leagues or power five teams. So I thought it was a, a heck of a win. It certainly sets the stage for a, a great championship game for the Sunbelt Conference. It, 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 it seems to me that this has undoubtedly been the, the strongest year for the Sun Belt. Maybe I'm, I'm just looking at the top, um, but having covered you know this program and this league for the last 15 years, to have two teams ranked in the top 17, one is 10-0, and 0, the other is 9-1, and 1, um, and to just kind of have that stage, I know in terms of the, the, the G5 pecking order, if you will, you know, there was a time where the Sun Belt might not be that high up on it. I think from a G5 standpoint, the Sun Belt's right up there uh, this year, maybe at the top. It's It's been a very strong year for the conference, but I imagine you kind of look at it as, look, it doesn't happen overnight, right? This is something that's kind of been slowly building this way. Yeah, I, I think you go back to the, you know, the realignment, um, you know, when the the Conference USA came in, you know, the league kind of got broken up. I think Carl Benson, if you really dig into the history, <laughs> he did a great job um, kind of evaluating the situation, the East and West divisions, creating the championship game. I think the teams that were selected to make up the league, uh, it's really an SEC footprint from the Carolinas all the way to Texas. Um, great balance representation on both sides. Um, I, and I do think that uh, the, the quality of coaching, I think the administrations at all these schools is really, uh, they're investing more. I think they're realizing the value of athletics and the football program in particular uh, and what that can do for the university. Uh, and I think that uh, the personnel's improved, the coaching's improved. And it's become a very competitive league. So I think the recruiting footprint, the, the caliber of personnel around each one of these schools makes for uh, the ability to evaluate, recruit, and develop a really good roster. So um, I don't think it's going away. I think, uh, if anything, uh, we're just getting a taste of it. And I think you'll see these schools really go all in. Um, it'll only get better. So got an opportunity to really – uh, make some noise 
you know, in terms of that pecking order you're talking about in the group of five. Well, we're a dozen days away from you guys having an opportunity to win it and um, I guess avenge your only loss of the season against the Coastal Carolina team that still has uh, one more game scheduled to play before they play you guys. So um, we'll see what the record is. I'll ask you more about specifically the matchup when we chat next week, Coach. But um, my final football question for you is just what is the preparation layout? I know sometimes when you have a week between games, um, you alter it a little bit, but that is a conference championship game and, and 2020 has been so wide. Could you just give me a rundown of what your guys' schedule is going to look like over the next 12 days? Yeah, we're, this week is going to be a lot like a uh, week of spring practice. You know, we're going to practice on Tuesday and Thursday. Uh, we'll have our spring practice off day routine on Wednesday and Friday. The staff will begin, you know, incrementally, uh, you know, start preparing, um, you know, evaluating Coastal and their team and their history, you know, this year, whether that's the personnel, the situations. Uh, and then we'll kind of turn the page officially with the players on Saturday the 12th. Um, you know, and then we're going to execute one of our uh, ISD format type of weeks um, you know, we've got it mapped out. It's been set for a while here once it, once the calendar declared. Uh, and we'll start that process today. Yesterday we we gave them off Saturday, and then yesterday we just lifted, ran, and uh, put the game to bed, quality controlled the game, and got them out of here pretty early. They're off completely today, um, and we'll crank it back up tomorrow. Good stuff. Uh Rage Occasion at football coach Billy Napier has been our guest. Uh, final question, Billy. When you get home from a trip like the one you guys had, um, I always ask you, you know, you get home, Allie and your wife and the kids, Annie and, and Sammy and Charlie, what's, uh, what's the first thing they did for daddy when he got home after this road trip? Were there any signs or was it just kind of like, all right, dad, how you doing? Can we play now? Well, it was 4.45 a.m., you know, when we got back. So they, <laughs> hey, they sometimes were they wake up early, Coach. <laughs> <laughs> we got back, uh, you know, really late. Uh, certainly, you know, everybody had a day off Saturday, so it was awesome to be able to spend some time uh, with the family Saturday. Um, they did stay up to watch it, though, I'll say that, uh, which is uh, unique. But um, they had a lot of fun watching the game and certainly – um, my little girl, Annie Joe did, she did get a kick out of uh, me getting mad at the officials. I'll say that um, <laughs> she, she wanted to know what the, all that was about. Uh, that she was says, daddy, I've, daddy, I've heard you say things before that you claim you didn't say too. So she was, maybe she was relating <laughs> to the officials. a little. <laughs> That's about right. That sounds about right. Can't call timeout during hide and seek, Coach. Uh, Billy Napier has been our guest. Billy, I look forward to chat with you next Monday. And um, look, we really appreciate you joining us every Monday this season and uh, coming on. Uh, win, loss, doesn't matter. You've been on every Monday. We appreciate it. Look forward to uh, covering this team in 12 days in Conway. And in the meantime, man, uh, best of luck this week. And uh, I'll see you with some other members of the media on some Zoom calls a little bit later. Okay, Scott. Thank you, man. I'll see you around. You got it.
Thanks so much. That's Rage Occasion head football coach Billy Napier.